so nice to have you both on. Angela and Katrina. How's South Star been for you so far? It's been fun. Um, it's uh, jam-packed. I think um, <laughs> probably the highlight's been the party at night. So Adelaide <laughs> does know how to put on a party. Katrina? It does. <laughs> it's got the best food. Yeah. And, and I like the fact that it's all close together. Mm-hmm. Like you can go down Peel Street and be in all these amazing bars and restaurants. And, oh. and I've, I love, I guess I'm, maybe I feel like I'm, because for me this feels like Brisbane. You know, I feel, well, no, no. What I mean I want to say differently is that. Chris Vegas. Yeah, I can tell you the story how that actually came about. I oh, really? I don't, yeah, I don't I, know that story. I do know how the story works. It's hilarious. It's actually, very people go, really? Does that how it happened? I went, yeah, that's how it happened. Um, no, I just like, I love I love this city. It's great. It's, yep. it's a really exciting state. I think because it's like, you guys are just getting on with it. Mm. And can I just add in now, I think one of the beauties about doing stuff in Adelaide is that we are a community where, I call it a little bit like hyper-connected, everyone knows everyone, so if you don't know where to find something, you ask someone. Um, The power of networks is immense here in Adelaide, and that's one of our greatest strengths. Um, just don't stuff up because <laughs> it could be one of your your, your biggest um, problems. But I think that's the beauty of um, Adelaideans. We uh, we support each other. Um, and from so you call yourselves Adelaideans. 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 That's very elegant. Oh well, we're very elegant here we, in Adelaide. We call ourselves Brizzo. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. Red lines. Yeah, Where did Brisbane Vegas start? I want to know that now. Yeah, okay, Brisbane Vegas. I'll quickly tell you the story. Uh, it came from Rockhampton. Okay. So um, the misfits, the crazy kids in the 80s or 90s, yeah. who they actually claimed Rockhampton to be Rock Vegas. Okay. And then when they all left because of conservatism and blah, 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 and they came to Brisbane and uh, just through the club scene, okay. the Rocky kids called yeah. Brisbane Bro- Brisbane Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> yeah, so that's how it got kind of its uh, label. Do you get cool. to spend much time in Adelaide, or this is my second time here? Okay, cool. So I was down here in July for Absolutely. the New Ventures Institute. Okay, great. Because Angela runs the blockchain symposium every yep. year. Yep. So this year was my second year. I actually asked um, Civic um, Ledger, Civic Ledger, um, who Katrina co-founded, um, but we had the pleasure of Grantly Mayles. Grantly Mayles. So okay. he came on, but um, I was super keen to have Katrina, and I think. It was more about having more women in blockchain, having that conversation. It's not enough that we see of. And it would probably be a great segue for Katrina to talk about women in blockchain, what she's doing in Brisbane. Beautiful. And building up that community. And uh, I think that's awesome. Yeah, no, we've got a... We, we ran an article in the Australian Financial Review, um, oh, I think it was about two months ago. And I worked really hard with the journalist, well, I wrote most of it, they don't write anymore. No, you, you give them the copy. Yeah, I gave publish them the it. copy. And <laughs> what I really wanted them to talk about is not talk about that we weren't here because we get told that a lot. We get mm. told there's no women in the crypto space, there's no women in blockchain, where are you? And we're like, uh, we're here. <laughs> we actually do build really good companies and let's have that conversation. Mm. So I wanted to show the readers or Australia that um, when we look at the hype around blockchain and around the ICOs and the Lambos and the bros and all that sort of stuff. We don't have those conversations. And I wanted to really pinpoint the women I know in my community who actually are running companies like Emma Weston with AgriDigital and Ruth Mm. Hathley, the amazing Ruth Hathley from uh, Western Australia. Um, Leanne Camp. Leanne Camp is now Queensland Entrepreneurs. Um, 
there is all these women who have actually built the companies and we haven't actually run our CEOs. Only Gemma Green okay. from Power Ledger. She's the only female that's actually been involved in an ICO. Uh, we've actually all raised through customer sales. Yeah, cool. So we've got validation from the market through customers and just some seed round. So I know um, um, AgriDigital is a little bit further up the chain from us in terms of where they are with their raises. But we've, we've validated ourselves through customers and solving problems that really will actually be useful for this tech. And, and, and let's talk about maybe some of the, the problems that you are solving using the tech. Because I think you know there, there is this a lot of hype around crypto and blockchain and I think a lot of people don't know what they're talking about when they start talking yeah, about it. Yeah, everyone's an expert now. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen LinkedIn? Has I, everyone's I, oh, an expert. Everybody is an expert. They're either an ICO advisor, they're a blockchain advisor, they're all bloody mm. experts and it's like nobody is an expert. If you're Satoshi Nakamoto, yeah. yes, you're an expert. You're an expert. Yeah. If you're Vitalik Buterin, yes. you're an expert. Mm. Everyone else, we're learning. Mm. We're learning this technology as, of, as it's evolving and yeah. it's moving really, really, really fast. And I've, I've had lots of chats with people about it, but I still feel like, you know, I have such a, a, sort of a very thin veneer of an understanding and mm. I, mean, I understand sort of the principles behind it, but I, I'm really interested in real world applications where it's actually going to come in and, 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 and solve real world applications. So I know you talk about government and getting things, um, you know, replacing leg legacy systems yeah. with uh, systems that are going to be more secure and... Um, more transparent. Yes. Um, what's some real world applications that, that that you're working on that you see people working on? Well, we we we're having this conversation on stage. Is that it's really there's four things that blockchain is very useful for, and you'll see in all different use cases these elements that make sense. Is a registry. Yep. So you need to know who has what and who is transacting what. So governments own registries. Yep. <laughs> they have a lot of them. Yeah. And we're all on them, all the time. Yep. Um, but that is duplicated all the time and we're forever as citizens or customers having to represent ourselves to government to get those services. Sure. We now know that if we solve the problem of digital identity, mm -hmm. that there'll, there'll be an authentication process going forward. We, it's like you just give certain aspects of yourself to verify that you can actually walk through that door. And kind of one point of truth. One point of truth. Yeah. And we as citizens then can actually move more liquidity, bet more easy between government departments sure. to get our services because we start getting the services built around us rather than the other way around. A good example is I tried to set up something on my gov. I wanted to find out how much of my hex debt was left to pay off because I have no idea. <laughs> and, I, and I was trying to set up and the amount of hurdles that I had to go through to actually get access to the information um, was ridiculous. And yeah. it was around ID. Getting ID, yourself 100%. Verified yep. onto verified. The that's, that's right. Yep. So if we solve that problem and the second problem if we solve was called programmable money. Okay. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait till the innovation that comes out of that. But, you know, it's about ensuring that you don't move into dystopia as well. Yeah. Because that's also another issue that everyone freaks out about dystopia but yeah look you, you have to have really good governance systems and business rules around it but registries so we all get that when we're born we go on a registry when we die we go on a registry yep. but there's a lot of stuff that happened between that yes. and how do we actually continue get services without having to go through that friction and that cost mm. uh, the second is we talk about all the time is supply chains okay. uh, because of counterparty risk in the transaction so we've got a lot of people in the transaction who don't trust each other yep. and they spend a lot of money manufacturing trust mm. so goods can move from one point to the next. Um, the third is trading platforms, so the consumption of something, whether it's a one-sided consumption of an asset or it's traded, like the exchange stocks, stock exchange. Sure. Think or about that way. Yep. Real estate, yeah. 
Yeah, we, tr- we, we, we exchange value with each other and that goes across platforms. Yep. And the last is provenance. Okay. We want to know where something has come from. Mm. So if you think about those four design, operational designs, that's where blockchain technology plays well in. But they have to be big problems. You don't drop the tech in. No, that's right. It's not a... It's a plug and play. It's not a plug and play. <laughs> eventually, eventually, yeah, later down the track. But, and that's what a lot of people get mistaken. They think that they can go build the next intranet. Yeah, okay. You know, and we have the arguments around permission blockchains and private blockchains and public blockchains and all that sort of stuff. So the idea is that if you are only wanting to use it internally within your own organization with mm. no other externalities... Do not use a blockchain. Sure. Ever. <laughs> because that. Because it's it's a waste of time. Yeah. It's a yep. waste of money, it's a waste of time. There's perfectly great softwares and, and you know, infrastructures, technology infrastructures that deliver that. exactly existed. that. So and you know, it's all about just add a little bit of encryption. Yeah, you know, sure. get better at handling your data. The other thing I think the myth is is that people think that because you put it into the tech, it all all of a sudden becomes true. Okay, sure. That's, yeah, that's not necessarily the case, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So you've got to go through an awful lot of process and thinking around data. You have to start to really rethink it. Mm. Uh, you have to really slow down and say, what is this data? Where is it coming from? Who can authenticate it? Who can verify it? What's our consensus to verify that this data is correct? Before you even but think is, about yeah. before you put... Because once it goes into the, the chain, it's there. That's yep. exactly right. And that's probably what I was going to say. You've got to make sure that the data that goes on there is correct because this is an immutable technology. So yeah. you can't, can't change, change it. it. Snap. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay, so the challenge is then, if we're talking about government and, and or, you know, big corporate, you know, that, that do have these legacy systems and, and, and you know, databases spread across, yeah. blah, blah, blah. How do you, how do we go about I suppose cleaning that data and then and, yeah. and then and setting up? Yeah. Um, so first of all, you have to go back and you have to. It's all about the business model and actually understanding what is the problem you need to solve. Yep. And if you're very clear on your problem statement, you're very clear on your hypothesis and the assumptions that you built around it, then you know where the data is coming from, where it needs to move to, and the stakeholders you need to have in the room. Sure. So it's just not having conversations with coders the coders come last that's a sort of reverse engineering it. yeah Correct. you exactly you actually need people in the room who have a direct relationship with the data yep and they need to make the decision on how the rules are going to work for the data in the future hmm. so legacy systems yes you're not going to ask government now to abandon legacy systems politically it's just not going to happen no but you can actually look at interoperability okay and that's where the tech can actually do as well. So when we work with registries, you're not going to say, right, now let's go build you a, a ledger. You're actually saying, how do we actually push the data into your existing registries? Okay, sure. Using the technology. Using the tech. But they also have to start thinking about who's the custodian of that registry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Who's the issuer of the information? Who's the issuer of that data or those assets? And all the rules that sit around that information as well. Oh, yes. Because um, yes. who has got the right and who... And how much of that information should be out there? Exactly. So, so there's a lot of rules, business rules. So we work with, so Ange and I, Ange knows this story, but we work with water. So one of the things that we look at is water. And that was, there's a long story how we got involved in that project. But I realised, we thought it was 80 water products with 15,000 business rules. But no, it's 300 water products. 300 <laughs> water products that are in the agricultural water market. 
And that's so why is this complex? Yeah. You have one regulator, i.e. Well, one that sets the Water Act, which mm. is the Australian government. Okay. But they de- they delegate the responsibility to the state governments to for them to allocate, to actually say who can be a, a, an entitlement owner, okay. who can actually have an entitlement. Yep. And then they are different. All the four state governments are different. They manage those assets differently. Their languages are different. <laughs> Their registries are very different ages. So yep. South Australia, pen and paper, guys. That's what you use. Whoa. You're using pen and paper <laughs> to verify who now is trading. disruption. Exactly. Um, and the, I think the most up-to-date is Victoria. I think their system is 15 years old. Sure. Um, there's no interoperability between those systems. Um, and, and what happens too is that the layers of rules and legislation have been built up over time that overlay how those assets can be treated, okay. how they can be shared, how yes. they can be used. So for a farmer... It's hard. Yeah, that the end of the supply chain. Can I just make a point in terms of no one's talking to each other and there's, and this is an important point. You mentioned back in a presentation that you have to have collaboration. Yeah. And if you don't have that collaboration, the blockchain won't work either. So no. that's an important part of that. And that's and a real shift. The community shift. within the water ledger needs to come together. And that's a mind shift because we're so driven by competition. Yep. Yeah. We're all about trying to secure everyone else's customers. Yeah. Yet what we have to do is actually put the customer at the centre or the asset, the common resource, shared asset at the centre and build our relationship with that. And that requires the same, well, who's touching it? Who's having a relationship with that? Okay, and then how do we have a relationship with each other? Yeah. It's not about giving each other's you know, competitive edge Secrets away. away. No. no, you've got to, That's got to be managed away a different way, and that's through the design of how you build the pro, build the tech. But and that's the biggest change because it's a mindset change. But so it's, it's something we've been talking about a lot over the last few days. Um, that that transition from a proprietary system, put up walls yes. to to to, to Open transparency. Open ecosystems. Yeah. That's yeah. right, and it's a massive shift. And for government, their future is about being open government, where we secure data, we secure registries. Mm. And then, because government are awesome at public policy and budgets and all that sort of stuff, but they're not so good at service delivery. Sure. We're not getting that Uber experience no, from government. No, definitely not. <laughs> so how do we get that without government spending more money, Yeah. more regulation, more money, more resources? So what we do is we show them that once the data is secured, you build business rules into the data on how it can behave outside the walls. And then they're allowed, that's when innovation occurs because then industry can take that data and build new businesses with it or build better ways of delivering government services. Yeah, and, mm. and I think if people can buoy each other up without necessarily having to, you know, even if you're competitors, it, it, it's good to have those conversations. And, because um, you're creating value. And, yeah. and that's what blockchain is, is about. It's like, you know, you hear things like it's the internet of trust, it's the value thing. It's because we're actually finally having transparent conversations mm. around how we value something mm. so if we actually knew the, the true value of water because we don't because okay. price is not revealed yep. if we actually understood the value of water in terms of price perhaps we might actually have a different relationship with the way we actually manage that asset or share that asset I think it's a great opportunity for the government to reconnect with the population because there seems to be this, this divide mm. absolutely and the fact that this if the blockchain delivers that transparency, all of a sudden, the, get the, the population, yeah, you get trust. And, and that's engagement. at the core. 
absolutely. Because so then, yeah, because then people actually will value the services that have been delivered because they have an understanding of its transparency. Where does it come from? How much does it cost? And how much is left? How much is left? Which is, I think, a very good thing, especially talking about water in the current situation in the country. Yeah, absolutely. exactly. And the interesting thing is Australia does water markets really well. Okay. We are actually leading in the world. When people, when water industry around the world think about water markets, they think of Australia. Cool. And we are awesome at it, but it's not There's perfect. still so much more we can do. There's so much more we can do. And it's not linked to the actual, it is about, you know, who's got the asset and who's sharing and who's using it, but it's about what water does. Yeah. It grows things. It yeah. builds cities. Well, it's the foundation of life. Literally is, yeah. It is. But once that asset is compromised, what happens? Mm. People go to war. We Like Mark Twain, whiskey's for drinking, yeah. water's for fighting. Yeah, sure. And we will see a future where countries will stop water supplies mm. because they'll become a finite resource. And we were talking uh, with a, on our podcast the other week with a, uh, a winemaker who's using organic farming principles, but soil as well, the soil degradation, which is obviously directly linked to, to water management as well. Absolutely. So we see when we start thinking about what you're just now talking about as an ecosystem. Mm. So all of a sudden you've gone from the actual trade to now how is it consumed? How does it have an effect on soil? Yep. On, on product quality and that's when you start creating an ecosystem and it relationship and does just flow through that whole supply yeah. chain from, yeah. from the very start and that's what blockchain does If and this is the thing like everyone wants to say no we're going to go build private permission blockchains because we want to build walls again it's yep. like well tell me why and if it's just about efficiency awesome but if you're saying that you want to build out an ecosystem, but you're actually only giving permission to only a few, yeah. that's but not the principles of blockchain technology. No. Blockchain technology enables ecosystems through openness. It's kind of radical transparency. It is. It's radical transparency. And that's a, that's a hard thing for people to get yeah. their heads and around. And it's something that I think a lot of people, that, that's what they pinpoint. They start... And probably from a, a level of probably a bit of naivety, but it's just saying, well, what does this mean? That you know, all my data is going to be available for people yeah. to see. Yeah, that's a, that's another massive myth. You do not put personal data into the blockchain. No. Do, would you put it out there anyway? Then yeah. why why are we now exactly? And this is the things. Just because it ha- we put blockchain into the conversation, all of a sudden people go, but you're not having my personal data. And it's like, well, we don't want your personal data. <laughs> are we going to? Why are we now having that conversation? We don't even have it already. You know, we're not having. We know you have to manage privacy and confidentiality. Mm. The thing too is that there's another mythology that because it's blockchain, it's this wild thing. But as we talk about this all the time, when you're working in an industry or a vertical, you're still having to be compliant with regulation and law. Just because it's BC doesn't mean all of a sudden it it doesn't have to do that. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. It's, just, uh, it's not the Wild West. It, it? it is. It's that, oh, that's why we had the Wild West on our screens. <laughs> but this is another perception. People start thinking, oh, it's, it's uncontrolled and nobody owns it. Yeah, so, but if you actually work with water, mm. you have regulation. You have business rules. Hmm. We have a great way of managing that asset. Blockchain is about creating transparency to enable a peer-to-peer transaction of that water without intermediaries clipping along the way yep. or opaquing the industry where you get corruption yep. and that is where the potential is is removing nefarious actors out of the transaction so therefore we get a collaboration over a common resource yeah. 
Have you come across um, Intimate uh, Toko? Oh, yeah, yeah. lovely. Huh? Yeah, sorry, I, I chatted to Leah at Pause Fest last year. Oh, did you? She's, yeah. She's awesome. She's amazing. And yeah. again, that's another misconception. Yeah. As soon as people see Intimate IO, they go, oh, that's that porn industry. It's like, no, if you look at the problems that they're actually solving, it's phenomenal. They're actually creating financial inclusion for the people who work in the sex industry. I think that for, for me, on a, on a sort of a, an understanding of how blockchain can actually, you know, a, a, and crypto can really impact, that, that's a really good model. It is. And it makes a lot of sense from, from a trust perspective, exactly. from the transactional perspective. And, and it's not sensationalism. If you've, th- you've, you've met her, she's incredible. Yeah, yeah, she's great. She's awesome. But yeah. when you look at their value proposition, mm. because when people first look at Intimate IO, they think, oh, sex porn. industry, yeah. porn, you know, it's that thing. But then you go, well, what do you mean that people get their bank accounts stopped? Yeah. Because they have sex industry, but sex industry is legal. That's right. And, and, and It's legal regulated activity, yet banks will actually make a decision to stop payments because of their moral it's code. It's an ethical decision. And it's, it's a moral. It's, but the, and, the an judging, and a legal decision. It's illegal yeah. and it's moral. It's yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Mm. And that's what I love, you know. And Leah, another chick. Yeah. yeah that. Another chick. Yeah. Chick. Solving a big problem. Really big problem. Exactly. Exciting. I know. It's, and, and, and I guess Adelaide, and you know, this is why you know, Angie's here because she's, she's, she's been building your community. You've been building for three years now, just in stealth mode. <laughs> and now, now, look at this. Yeah, yeah it's We're amazing. We're actually finally having a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. There's amazing groundswell. And um, I guess it's all of the community there's a lot of um i guess actors and all trying to do their own thing but if we work collaboratively collaboratively and adelaideans is or adelaide is a great place to do that yeah we've got a bright future yeah and bringing um amazing people like katrina from other places to come in and visit Mm. and sprinkle some gold dust where they can um, but also let us do our thing because we know what problems we are solving. Yeah. It's, it's um, and, important and to be um, local local and uh, relevant. So. And I think that's an opportunity here. Is It's, it's all over Australia. And, and if Adelaide, if South Australia, I'm really hoping they do, I think they'll be the first state to really declare on how they're actually using this technology in real world okay. stuff. Not just talking about it. Yeah, yet. sure. Because we, because we just hear a lot of this. Yeah, and that's what I've heard over the last three or four years. And for me, it's about well, let's stop talking and let's Start get on with it. Stuff. And as Katrina mentioned, we are in a fantastic position to be able to do that and roll out some amazing use yeah. cases and solve some great problems. And, and one of the things is, and we have this conversation. I'm always having this conversation. We have this hashtag: give a startup a purchase order. Yeah. Don't give them... I mean, it's important to have grants and it's important to have investors. I mean, investors are really critical, but they come after the customer. Yeah. All right, you've got to get customer transaction, then you start getting valuations, and then you're able to get your VC funding or whatever funding to actually then scale. Mm. It doesn't work the other way around. So if government becomes first customer to support the local industry here, because the problem is that we don't have enough devs yeah, sure. that understand this technology. And if you don't have the devs who understand the tech, you're not going to get the strategists who you need in the conversation mm-hmm. to strategize how this technology is to be implemented. Well, I'll take that down to a local level. We have got um, some great uh, little clusters 
and um, one of them is a cluster of dev, and that's Adelaide Blockchain. Yes. So cool. Paul, Paul Penondas. And he's, he's awesome. And he is awesome. Um, he does, um, he spruiks blockchain in Adelaide, but he has got this great cohort of university students but that are devs and they're looking for opportunities. And they need blockchain. to work on stuff that's real. And they want, they, they're keen and they're chomping at the bit to do stuff. So this, this has been a common thread is talking about university and getting people from, from industry yeah. back into university and giving real world problems. So and not a actually, hackathon. No, not, it doesn't do need to be. Do not do yeah. a hackathon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you've got $150,000 to spend on a hackathon, yeah. write five purchase orders. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and get the five startups to collaborate together on how to solve problems. Mm. Yeah. And get them back into union and, exactly. and talking to them. Because the only way you can solve problems is through co-creation. Sure. So you need to co-create how you're going to solve and you need the right people around the table to make that happen you need to be in it you can't be on the outside going i've got a blockchain no you, you need to actually build the problem you know understand yeah. the problem and you can only do that by by collaboration and then back on a local level we've got some great incubator spaces here you know we've got think lab i'm from flinders new venture institute so you know there are great resources to actually bring industry uh, back in, t in front of the yeah. students and vice versa, getting those students in front of the industry and, and solving those problems. And I think and you've also social. got all these amazing, because you are wine, you are, you know, that's provenance, that's yeah. fraud, you know, there's, there's so much counterparty yeah. risk once things start moving. Yeah. yeah, a little bit about myself, I've come from the wine industry. Okay. So, you know, there's uh, certainly um, a solid application to do something in that space and a provenance. And we're seeing um, a lot of fraudulent activity. Um, yeah. Uh, so I and think there's some serious problems. the product. Absolutely, and devalues the industry we and did, its we reputation. We did some mobile application work, not using um, not using uh, blockchain, but uh, around around provenance and and, and uh, ensuring that or securing the supply chain from Australia to, to, to consumer to, to China though, because yeah. um, um, you know fraud, yeah. fraud in China is it's right. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it unbelievable. It is and. So that's why I think, you know, when we think about perfect storms and, and perfect timing, it's, it is all about timing. We've been working, our company's been over, you know, been around for two years. So you could say you'd be going, what the hell, you've been around for two years? <laughs> Your blockchain, how can that be? You're like, you're ancient. <laughs> and like, yeah, our runway's been long, um, but we actually knew many years ago, because I come from government, so is Grantley. Grantley used to be the chief digital officer for, for Adelaide as well as Victoria, so okay. for South Australia. So he... He gets the tech and he gets government. Um, but our long ways, uh, we've had a long runway, but we've actually worked on really good problems. Mm. You know, big things like water and patents and licenses and things that happen because of being a human. And they're going to have immediate real world application as they well. They are, they do. And it's because it's about, but where we need to get to is actually putting the tech in the background because I must say, like, we. We've been doing this for a while. <laughs> and it's always the people who people go, well, what's the blockchain? And you're going, are you going to code it? <laughs> and I go, no. And I go, well, do you really want to go under the hood? You seriously want to go and see what Solidity Program looks like? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, we don't do this with the internet. We don't do this with email. Or we want to know, does it work? Sure. Does it make a, what's its value proposition? And is it going to make it better? Mm -hmm. Am I going to have a better experience? Am I going to have a better experience? And that's the question you've got to ask. If we use this tech, is it going to create a better experience? Mm. And if the answer is no, then don't use, don't it. use it. Well, UX is really at the core of every innovation. Mm. Exactly. Design, 
design because that's your design. uptake. Otherwise, you've got to make it elegant. Yeah. Correct. And make nobody, it gorgeous. Nobody really cares what's under the hood. No, no. no. <laughs> but why do they care about blockchain? Yeah, right? <laughs> it's interesting. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm for, wherever, no, forever. No, nobody ever asks us how you know how an, what an app works in the background. No. It's all about it's all about the UI UX. Exactly. That's exactly right. It's about what it feels like in your hand. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, we have to like we have to do the mandatory. Yeah. So let's talk about blockchain. <laughs> <laughs> it is a blah blah blah, and then and then you can say it like fifty different times, really different mm. ways. But um, the good thing is um, behind the scenes that we see as well, like it's not really probably known out there in the, in, in the public, is that there's a lot of work going on uh, within within the community in working with Standards Australia okay. to build out a agreed standard or guideline on smart contracts. Sure. And smart contracts are the things that do the code about, you know, if this, then. So it gives that automation to something to enable the transaction to move through the process automatically. Mm. Now, if those smart contracts are coded wrong, (laughs) there's a little bit of impact. (laughs) So you want to set a you know, you want to advise the tech community on how the guidelines of how technology, you know, there's about five different definitions of scalability. Okay. And that's important when you're building this tech doing smart contracts. So it's called TC307. TC307. Yeah. yeah, so it's an ISO TC307, and Australia is actually responsible for that. Mm. Yeah, cool. So Australia is actually the secretariat. It's been appointed as the secretariat for blockchain standards for the world. Wow, that's, awesome. that's exciting. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. So Australia's really left in, and we have the Australian Digital Commerce Association, mm. which advises our government. So we've got the Parliamentary Friends on the 3rd of December, which is a bilateral collaboration between both sides. Nice. Wow. So that's been a five years worth of work wow. um, to ensure that we've got both sides of the house engaged with this technology. Mm. We'd just like to see a little bit more money come to the table because <laughs> AI is getting everything. Mm. <laughs> anyway, another story. Um, and we've got Blockchain Australia, which actually does all the community, so all the meetups. So we, I run a meetup in Brisbane, the Brisbane Women of Blockchain, we also do work or co-host with Lucas around the Bitcoin blockchain meetups. So we've got about 3,000 people activated in Brisbane. Wow, that's great. Who come through meetups, and that's all free. Mm-hmm. We do this every other week where mm-hmm. we actually have meetups and we educate and educate and educate and educate. And we bring really awesome people from around Australia and interview them, mm-hmm. do Q&As with them, talk about what they're doing, how they're solving problems. That's fantastic. And right. that's great for building awareness and, and good understanding, solid understanding yeah, in terms that's of... And building that community, right? Yeah, yeah. always. And always. with no government. It's all been organically done around Australia. Yeah, self-organising. Another thread yeah. that has come out, especially in SA, there's, there's often been, uh, this, in, the, in the startup community, in the entrepreneurial community, a, a bit of a reliance on government, feeling like government need to, need to help us, whereas the thread has been, no, well, let's just do it ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Government, government play their place and that, you know, yeah. we, they, we do need their help yeah, exactly. at the stages. Yeah, you can lean on them yeah, for whatever you need, but it's, it's self-organisation. Yeah. And that's what, it's the heart of blockchain. It's decentralised. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, that's right. It's distributed. You self-organise, self-manage. Yeah. Um, and we just knew, you know, Lucas has been running his since, since 2013. 
Wow. When it was just him and his mate. <laughs> it got busy last year in December, November. I bet. Our meetups were bad. Oh, yeah. Big so ground Dropped down a little bit. Since yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we always work. We always make them laugh. But the more people, it's when the BTC is going up, that's when we know we got more people coming to the meetups. Yeah, sure. Correlation. There was a, we, we work in a co-working space. We an office there, but there was, yeah, December last year, there was a lot of talk of uh, yeah. Bitcoin, wasn't there? Yeah, David? well, people actually were, you know, it was really frightening because people were leveraging their homes for it. And it's like, if you don't oh, understand yeah. the technology, don't do it. Yeah, 100%. yeah, it was really that's, incredible. That's frightening. It yeah. is. Um, you know, it's 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 where it is now, but it's it's just unfortunate that people get really tipped into the hype and they yep. don't want to do any education. Yet stuff is free. You can go mm. to YouTube. You go to the meetups, and you're actually talking to people who actually know what they're talking about. I think that's also the value of my symposiums here is that it's about educating the the. The consumers and my first symposium it was about awareness we did blockchain 101 yeah, um, yeah just yeah. to say this is what it is this is what it looks like but the second round was more about okay well let's see what's going on out there on the ground mm. the use cases um, what awesome. works what doesn't work but also looking at some of the fundamentals that sit behind the blockchain we looked at trust mm. you know an important element of that and yeah uh, what is that yeah what is that and and it's interesting going into the smart contract it's great because the smart contract has to have the trust and if the trust exists because of the blockchain, then people are going to participate and all of a sudden you've got uptake and consumption. Yeah, so, so you, it's, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of layers to it. But, oh, absolutely. But I guess it's, it's no excuse now just to people say, oh, that's not ever going to go. It's now 10 years old, people. Yeah. <laughs> 10, it's 10. And, you know, and I guess that's another thing we talk about too is that there's such a high expectation. It's like, well, when's this technology going to take off? Sure. When's it going to take off? And it's like, it's literally it's three years old, people. Mm. The internet is now 25. AI is 70. Yeah, and just talking to Matt yeah. before about, about that, you know, that, that, that 70 years of research and, you know, three massive cycles where it's gone through. Yeah, and, it's has, and we're, we're, you know, we're having our winter at the moment yeah. for BC. All sure. crypto, crypto's having its winter, but... The thing is, why is there so much expectation that this technology is supposed to be commercial now? Yeah. When we're still building highways, mm. we're still building the infrastructure, we're still trying to understand it. And there's people go, well, we're writing it off now. Mm. We talked about this a lot yesterday as well, but it, I mean, attention spans and, and, and media cycles, and, and you know, it, 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 that's the world we live in now where, yeah. where people want immediate gratification and, you know, what's this? Why is it not? You know, why, yeah. isn't it, why isn't it? But, you know, you know we, we've got so many problems in, I guess this is the thing. Humans have a few problems. <laughs> the tech is not going to solve it. No. We have to be leaning in and actually controlling it and actually using the tech to, en to enable us to solve problems. Across the board. And I think and that, yeah. It's the same for AI, ML, you know, the whole gamut of, of acronyms that we use now. Mm. It's, they all got to have their part. But you have to lean in. You have to get activated. You can't sit back and say to enterprise and we've, I think we're learning a little bit about that problem with no, Facebook and stuff. But mm. we can't just say to corporates or enterprise, oh, well, you go solve that and, sure. and we'll be here. Government need to lean in. We mm. all need to lean in and have a conversation mm. around how this technology is going to work. And this is where it's exciting in South Australia because Marshall's declared on, on numerous yeah. occasions, you know, blockchain's and he, on the agenda. And, and he didn't burn. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't like blow up or self confess because he said VC on a public stage. <laughs> yeah. You know, and somebody didn't come along and say, you talk about that Bitcoin thing. You know, he speaks it very confidently. Mm. And that's a very unique thing in this country because it's still very hard to get people to talk about that. 
as a tool in the in the armour to actually start looking at, at the way government works differently. And, and away from that kind of the hype cycle of it as well, yeah. Just, yeah. Just, just as another tool. Yeah. That, that yeah. So I think he's got, he's got a, well, the good thing is, is that because he speaks about it, he has to do it. Yeah. Wow. And, and he uses it in the right Politician. context. So, <laughs> great stuff. Well, you know, you guys go back to the polls, you'll be looking. Yeah. Where is it, Steve? Yeah. Show us. <laughs> Thanks so much for the chat. If, if, if people want to find out um, about the symposiums and, and the things you do here in Adelaide, yep. where can they where can they find? Yeah, just uh, Google New Venture Institute www.nviflinders.edu.au. Um, we've got um, lots of ways to connect with us. Um, my details are on the website. Love nice. to hear from you. So come on, come a- on over. And up in Brizzy. Oh, Brizzy. Um, Brizzo. Brizzo. <laughs> 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 sorry sorry it makes me laugh um well we're we're obviously civic ledger so we're civicledger.com um but you can google us because we're we're, we're everywhere, yeah, everywhere. Now. We're everywhere now um but it's been it's been an awesome ride it's been an awesome ride and, we, and i just feel really good about 2019 we're still driving Exciting. we're still building highways oh yeah still putting that stuff down mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing where it goes yeah absolutely thanks yeah. for your time thanks, thanks so much for having the chat thanks cheers, cheers.